0: I have a favorite obituary. It's short, sweet, and to the point. This is what it says. Wife to Dean, love both Dennis and Donna and families. Thanks for a happy life. That was written by my grandma, so maybe I'm a bit partial. What makes a good obituary? Today we're looking at the good, the great, and the ugly. Welcome to Death Becomes Her, the minicast where we spend five to ten minutes discussing death, dying, and grief from a variety of angles. I'm your host, Lylella Kelly. Chan Holcomb, 72, passed away Thursday. He was born in a log cabin in Arizona to the late Ralph and Inez Holcomb and was circumcised with his dad's pocket knife. Hmm. That's certainly an interesting little fact about his life and definitely an attention grabbing start to an obituary. What makes a good obituary or a bad obituary for that matter? Who is the obituary written for and what purpose does it serve? What should be included or left out? From just the facts to loving tributes, beautiful to scathing, obituaries come in all shapes and sizes. If you have ever been tasked with writing an obituary, you likely know how hard it can be to focus your grieving thoughts to write a few paragraphs that honor the life of a loved one. Where do you start? Start with the easy stuff. Make a list of key details about their life and death, name, age, birthplace, date and perhaps location of death, as well as biographical details like marriage and children. Add practical information, like the details for the memorial or funeral service, and where to send donations. For now, just a list will do. No need for complete sentences. A little note. Be careful with your facts. Obituaries can provide a lot of personal information that unscrupulous people would love to have handed to them in a tiny little obituary-sized package. Avoid sharing exact birth dates, mother's maiden name, or home address. Now that you have a list of the details, who was this person? What formative experiences made them who they were? When you think of them, what are the first things that come to mind? What were they great at? What were their passions? What quirks did they have that made them special? Gather favorite memories or stories from friends and relatives, as well as your own, that you may want to reference in support of the details that you choose to include. By now, you have quite a lot of information to build around. Start writing, weaving life details in amongst the bits that show who they were as a person. Match your tone to the person you're writing about. Were they fun-loving, all business, artistic, troubled? Your writing can be styled to reflect their personality. Another tip. Many obituary writers suggest that early drafts be written in present tense, as this helps to connect to the person we're writing about. You can change to the past tense later. If you'd like to read some really good examples, here's a few that you can look up to get some inspiration. The first one is Joe Heller, born 1937 and died in 2019. The second is William Freddie McCullough, and the last is Spencer Watson Supple. What if you'd like to write your own obituary? After all, who knows your story better than you? Writing your own allows you the opportunity to control the narrative, to share the things most important to you, and leave people with one last heartfelt message. I may have mentioned this a time or two before. Talking about death won't kill you. Neither will thinking about your eventual death. As you consider what you may want to include, you can really think about your life, get some clarity and perspective on where you've been and how that made you into who you are, as well as what lessons you've learned along the way. Writing your own obituary is also a wonderful opportunity to show gratitude. Consider the example of 38-year-old Sonia Todd who died of cancer. She wrote, Some folks told me that writing my own obituary was morbid. But I think it's great because I get a chance to say thank you to all the people who helped me along the way. Those that loved me, assisted me, cared for me, laughed with me, and taught me things so that I could have a wonderful, happy life. I was blessed beyond measure by knowing all of you. That is what made my life worthwhile. Or maybe you'd like to lighten the mood and encourage people like Walter George Brule Jr., Clearly, he had a sense of humor. He wrote, Walt was preceded in death by his tonsils and adenoids in 1935, a spinal disc in 1974, a large piece of his thyroid gland in 1988, and his prostate on March 27th, 2000. In closing, he said, Instead of flowers, Walt would hope that you will do an unexpected and unsolicited act of kindness for some poor, unfortunate soul in his name." Even years later, it was a pleasure to read about both Sonia and Walter. The self-written obituaries are definitely my favorites. But what if the obituary that you're writing is for someone you didn't like or a person who hurt you deeply? Should you take the obituary as an opportunity to set matters straight or get the last word? Some have chosen that route. For example, Gina and Jay shared the story of how their mother had an affair with their uncle and then wrapped it up by saying, she will now face judgment. She will not be missed by Gina and Jay, and they understand that this world is a better place without her. Or Marianne, whose children wrote, everyone she met, adult or child, was tortured by her cruelty and exposure to violence, criminal activity, vulgarity, and hatred of the gentle or kind human spirit. Some might say these are classless. Others may view them as therapeutic in some way. Whatever your motivation, before you write an unflattering obituary, think it through start to finish. Ask yourself some questions. How will it reflect on me as the writer? Will other innocent parties be hurt by what I'm writing? What am I hoping to accomplish by writing this? Can I perhaps relieve my feelings by writing a critical obituary and not publishing it? does it absolutely need to be made public? It's never a great idea to act rashly, so give it careful thought. That applies to whatever style of obituary you're writing. Take your time and run it by others. I wanna leave you with one of my favorite, amusing lines from one of the obituaries I read while researching this episode. It comes from the obituary of retired Marine Robert F. Gibson. After an extensive, serious list of his accomplishments, this little line was squeezed in. For the last 30 years of his life, he hated how all of you are incapable of driving competently. On that note, everyone, drive competently, and when the time comes, write a great obituary. Thank you for listening to The Death Becomes Her minicast. Connect with me, Lylella Kelly, at www.leavingwellmt.com. Special thanks to Roman B. Love for our intro and outro music. Thank you for tuning in. And remember, talking about death won't kill you. I promise.